there's there's kind of two parts to every loan. There's there's your sponsor. So who is it that's that's doing this? What's their track record? Do they will they personally guarantee it? So and and what is their guarantee worth? So we we like to know that our sponsors are personally invested. So we require a personal guarantee. And so when whenever you're coming you need to be really invested in this project and and and, and that's that's often and as we underwrite it that's our secondary source for payment is that the, that sponsor Welcome to the Placemaking Podcast. Podcast. The show geared at helping real estate developers learn and understand important aspects of the development process while improving communities one at a time. Each week, we'll discuss major facets of the real estate development process with industry professionals. Now, here's your host, Matthew Lowe's. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Placemaking Podcast. I am excited to share this next conversation with all of you. This week, I have Tony Haltzbach on the show. Tony is a great friend of mine and Assistant Vice President of Commercial Real Estate Lending here at Frost Bank in Fort Worth, Texas. He has been successfully managing a commercial real estate portfolio and assists team members as a primary underwriter for all product types with experience underwriting office, retail, medical office, hospital, multifamily, triple net, built to suit, and single family home builders. His insight into managing successful portfolios comes from an understanding and hard work and enjoyment in discovering solutions to complex problems. The bank he works with, Frost Bank, is a regional bank located here in Texas. The bank was established way back in 1868. The value-based approach to running the bank, the leadership has been able to weather the Great Depression and the Great Recession. They offer their customers a full range of banking, investment insurance products to help them better manage their money, grow their wealth, and protect their assets. They believe their disciplined relationship approach is what has allowed them to stand the test of time. So in this episode, we're going to go behind the scenes of a typical commercial lending application for a real estate development project from the eyes of a banker. We will discuss the different loan types that are common when looking to fund your next project. Also, what types of things commercial loan officers are looking for when reviewing your next pro forma. So as always, if you have enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the show and share with your friends. There will be more exciting conversations on the shows to come. So without further ado, let's start the show. Hey, Tony, welcome to the show. Matt, thanks for having me on. Of course. Glad to have you here. I gave yourself a little bit of an introduction before the show, but... If you could, in your own words, give us a little bit about your background, and then we'll kind of morph into uh, Frost Bank and, and what you do there. So go ahead. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so I have uh, been in the banking world for four years now. Um, before that, I went to school at TCU, graduated, and uh, actually worked for my parents' uh, family business for a couple years before I moved into the banking world. 
but yeah, so I, I've been with Frost my whole career. Um, spent the first year in kind of just general CNI lending, or you know, lending towards manufacturers, uh, just you know, everyday businesses. Uh, then I switched over to the real estate side. Um, I was an analyst in the real estate group for about a year and a half, and then moved into the lender role. So uh, just a little over a year as a lender. Um, I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of really talented folks at Frost. Um, I know my manager's been real estate lending for over 30 years. Um, we've just uh, just a wealth of knowledge there that uh, I've learned from and hopefully I can pass along. Yeah, definitely. So what was your degree at there at uh, TCU? So at TCU, I studied entrepreneurial management and finance. So I had that finance degree, but also management because I was working with my dad and wasn't sure if I was going to kind of go that direction or, but I, at the same time, I was really interested in the financial side and I knew how important that was for any business, sure. whether you're a real estate developer or, you know, a business, you, you're at some point along the way, you're going to need some sort of financial help um, just to leverage what what you have and, and make it grow. Right. So do you think that that uh, degree helped you out there in the real estate side or? Uh, you know, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it got me in the door at Frost uh, and, um, you know, I, I, I had a couple real estate specific classes that I took that kind of gave me a foundation on, on what real estate finance was. So, uh, which was important just to, as I got started in my career. But really, it's been hands-on learning um, and looking at projects and seeing how the bank looks at things. And, um, you know, it's it's been mostly on-the-job training, but loved my time at TCU, go Frogs. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I will say it, it, it got me where I am today. So gotcha. thank you for that. Yeah, definitely. So uh, did you anticipate going into more of a real estate financing uh, role there at Frost or was that something that you just kind of fell into? It was, uh, you know, I, I didn't, when I joined Frost, I, um, it actually wasn't on the radar. I was just, you know, wanting to get into the financial world and lending or, you know, lending and banking is, I'd say, uh, what really intrigued me about the opportunity to work at a bank was that it's 50% people and relationships and 50% numbers. So it's, it's kind of half and half. You got to know your numbers and you got to do your, your, your homework. But at the same time, there's a lot of uh, personal interaction and, and just building relationships. I mean, uh, lending is a relationship you know, industry and, mm -hmm. and more frost especially is all about, building relationships, um, knowing your customer. And, and we, we like to say we, we bank people, not things. That's, like uh, yeah, that's our, our chief risk officer actually says that. So that, 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 that's, uh, you know, saying something cause he's, he's looking at the number side, but you know, there's, there's a, uh, 
you know, we're, we're partners with the people, the people we're lending to in, in whatever project it is, sure. you know, helping them um, bring that building to life or grow their company. You know, we're, we're invested and, and we want, we want to know who we're, we're partnering with. That's uh, one of the key parts of it. So back to your question. Yeah, no, it, it, that was what really intrigued me was the, the balance of, of numbers and people and 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 really when i got in the the real estate team was pretty tight knit small group that was kind of hard to get into um so uh about a year in i had a uh, the the analyst on the team actually left to work at another bank and the minute i saw it i i jumped all over the opportunity i raised my hand and it was a application process again internally um but uh, it it was it was something I had had an opportunity to work on a, a real estate deal before that. You know, he went on vacation for a couple weeks, and I filled in. And um, my mother-in-law is also in real estate as well. She um, has a private equity real estate investment company. Oh wow! So that's uh, it, it. Had a little sort of background of what she did, and was really intrigued by that. And, kind of fueled I saw the, the door open so just tried to uh, take advantage yeah so, glad cool. I did yeah definitely definitely <laughs> and I love what you said about uh, it's a it's a people business because uh, that's pretty much common in everyone I've talked to is, has said the same thing is you know no matter what role they're in uh, architect uh-huh. contractor anything within this development process. It's always a, it's always a people business. That's a oh, good yeah. point. Relationships are, are so important. You know, I, I, I want to say in general, regardless of what you do, but I feel like real, real estate, especially there's just so many, uh, so many partners that you rely on in the process, which, you know, I'm sure you're, you know, all about, and you have <laughs> guests on the show. There's, there's just so many people that, go into making a project come to life. Sure. Uh, definitely. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit more about uh, Frost itself as a bank? Yeah. So, so Frost is a you know, mid-sized regional bank. So if you live in Texas, you've probably heard of us. If you don't live in Texas, you, you probably haven't. <laughs> um, although you might have, I know recently with all the, uh, the federal funding and that we've made Frost has made some national headlines here recently um, with the paycheck protection plan loan, um, which I've been pretty covered up in the last few days, but, (laughs) uh, but Frost, so we, we are a, I think it's $32 billion bank. So that's when I say that that's uh, refers to our loan asset size and deposits that we, we, you know, that's, that's generally how we measure in the banking industry, the size of a bank. So, you know, that doesn't, the Wells Fargo's, the Chase's, those guys are uh, hundreds of billions in asset size, you know, probably north of a trillion, but uh, we're, we're, we're located or we're focused in Texas just because, you know, we, that's that's our backyard. That's really where we see a ton of opportunity. We don't have, as a company, at least at the moment, no, not a whole lot of growth ambitions outside the state. We want to do Texas really well. 
Um, Texas is a good place to be right now. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, and we, so we've been around 152 years. Wow. So we're one of the, we are the oldest Texas based bank. Uh, you might hear Comerica come out and say that they're the oldest bank in Texas, but they're headquartered in, um, oh, I forget where it's up. Uh, northeast of here but uh, okay. <laughs> anyways we're the oldest texas founded bank and we actually still have some of the frost family represented in in senior management um, and mr tom frost used to come into the office every day even even as a, a 94 95 year old um, so just goes to show this there's a lot of uh, investment and when you know we really care about Texas and, and our customers. Mm -hmm. Is there a certain type of lending that that Frost is more inclined to do? Is are they so uh, we more specific? Not, you know we're we're so we're in all the major markets: um, um, Houston, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio. We don't have a ton of branches in the more uh, the smaller tertiary markets. You could you could call it. Um, I would say our, our bread and butter, butter is manufacturing lending. Um, just C and I is what, what, what we like to refer to it as commercial and industrial. Um, but, uh, over the last 10 or 15 years, we've gotten, you know, really involved in the real estate side and, um, specifically on the real estate side, we've, you know, for one reason or, or another, we've kind of built a niche as a construction lender. Mm -hmm. Um, so in my world where we do a lot of new construction or, uh, development. Mm -hmm. So, which is, which has been a lot of fun for me to, you know, see, see, see a project on paper come to life. Definitely. But, um, you know, we do, we do plenty of, of acquisition loans as well on stabilized properties or, um, you know, new business, a uh, business buyout loans we, we you name it we do it uh one thing unique to frost is we we don't do mortgage lending on you know personal mortgages and okay. we actually got out of that uh in 2000 i want to say it's 2005 or 2006 so right before the the great recession uh, the, right. the great financial crisis when uh, the mortgage industry went um Haywire, Frost kind of saw that coming and got out. Uh, we we actually it it didn't line up with our relationship philosophy. You know, uh, the mortgage the the home mortgage industry got so commodity driven, where a bank would would make the loan and then sell it to a third party, and we you know that that wasn't uh, something we were interested in, and and uh, therefore couldn't couldn't be competitive and. So we just made the executive, our management team made the decision to get out of that business. And it really uh, served us well when that financial crisis came around another couple of years. And yeah. we, uh, we were the first bank to turn down the, the TARP government funds. So, you know, that just kind of our, our core principles and values steered us uh, well during that time. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool story. Yeah, that's that would be extremely extremely tough decision to make at the time because 
you know, the, the market at the time was hot. So, I mean, just to say no to a whole line of mm -hmm. business, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a, it was a bold move for sure. Yeah. But you know, our management's, uh, they were just looking at it and it, it just didn't line up with what, you know, we want to accomplish as a bank, which is, you know, build, uh, long-term relationships. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it's a cool story looking back. Yeah. Yeah. It's, sure. it's great now. <laughs> back then, <laughs> oof, that would have been a little, a little yeah. scary at the time. So yeah. let's kind of transition into kind of more of the typical loan types uh, for, for development. There's construction loan, there's acquisitions that you've already mentioned already. So can you kind of give like a cliff notes version of what each type of loan that you kind of kind of see on the real estate side and, and what, what each one is used for? Sure. Yeah. So there's, there's really kind of, there's like, like you said, there's the construction loan, which is a new project ground up. You know, we kind of, we look at a pro forma. And, 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 you know, and when I say pro forma, just what are your expectations? What do you plan on this building doing um, or this project gener being able to generate? And what's your timeline? And, um, so we, we do a lot of construction lending, you know, that, that takes care of the pur purchase of the land. Well, a lot of times it, it can include the purchase of the land all the way through lease up. So typically uh, a construction piece, a developer might come and have a piece of land identified. Usually by the time they're talking to us, they have it under contract and they're in their option period. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, during that time you want to get your lending secured. So they might have it under contract and say, okay, here's the land and here's the plans that we have for our project. And then once it's built, we think it'll take, 12 or 24 months to, to lease it up to get a, or, or, you know, I already have a tenant signed up, which is even better. <laughs> uh, but uh, so that's kind of your typical construction loan in a nutshell, but you can also this, you know, say you've got a piece of land identified and you need to move quick because it's an opportunity that, you know, we can, you can do just an acquisition loan on that piece of land. Just to purchase the um, you, property, yeah. Just to purchase the property and then, and then you know, say you haven't done all your entitlement, you know, you, you need to re-flat the land or you need to do something to it. Um, you know, typically we can do a, a, a one-year interest-only kind of deal uh, to, to allow the developer um, to get the land ready. So that's a, a riskier loan and I can – Kind of, I'll share more on that later. Yeah, yeah. But then, then there's you know your acquisition loan of, of just a, a stabilized property. You've um, got a piece of property that that's stabilized. It's a good investment opportunity. There's a an acquisition loan on that, which is usually a longer term, mm -hmm. um, five to seven years. Um, and then, kind of a you know, fourth type of loan is a an acquisition loan with a, a a construction budget where you might remodel or say you've got a you buy a 
a C-class office building that's in, you know, disrepair and, you know, it's only 50% leased and, mm-hmm. and you can get a deal on it, but, but you're going to put a couple, you know, a hundred thousand dollars into it to, to fix it up and release it. So that, that would be kind of a, a hybrid between because you're, you're acquiring a, a build project, but there's still a little bit of a, a lease up entailed. So mm-hmm. Um, where you, you'll have a construction period at some point uh, to build it out or finish it up and then, and then lease it up. So those are kind of four broad categories that, that you see. That, that last one is more of a, a reposition mm-hmm. um, you know, flip. As, 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 as you see on, on TV these days, right. it's, it's, the, it's the house flipper of, of the commercial market. Commercial world, yeah. Interesting. So... so like to go into a little bit more in detail and maybe more so uh, the construction and then for those that are looking at kind of an adaptive reuse like the flipping Mm -hmm. like you're saying uh, we'll get into uh, that hybrid one a little bit more yeah on that construction loan what does the typical option period look like is that I know it varies but for a majority of your you know, from from my experience, it 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 seems like it's a, a forty five to sixty day, um, like you 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 might have a thirty day um, due diligence and then a thirty days to close. So um, or or forty five and forty five, and and usually if you're getting towards the end of your option period. Um, and, and the bank has still have, has some questions that we want answered or um, you find something on the development side that uh, you want to investigate further. Usually sellers will, will work with you sure. if it's a legitimate concern. Um, but it, it, again, it's all project specific. So right. if it's a, a class a building and there's a you know they've got several offers they they, they you know just like buying your own house it, it all depends on the market um yeah. so in, in today's world with the, the the pandemic you might you, you'll probably get some good leeway from <laughs> from, from sellers right definitely but, uh, okay and then kind of what's the the term on a construction loan what does sure. that typically look like? So I was going to allude to this earlier. So there's, there's kind of a, a risk spec spectrum mm-hmm. uh, with land being the riskiest um, and a stabilized building being the, the safest. So sure. on a land acquisition where you're just buying raw land, you're probably going to, you know, 12 months. Yeah. Unless you've got, uh, a lot of money in the bank that that, you, that with the frost. bank has a long relationship with you, and, <laughs> and even then, we're, we're, we like things short when it comes to just buying land. The primary thing there is uh, there's no revenue generation. So if you know we we need a, a, a primary source of repayment um, is is what we're looking for. So if it's just raw land and there's no income generating, then it, it can't service its debt. Right. Uh, versus on the other side of the spectrum, you've got, if it's a stabilized building, then it's got leases, it's got income, um, and it can service its own debt. 
Right. And so in that situation where depending on the product, you know, looking at a five to seven year loan. Now, okay. if it's a truly stabilized asset, you know, there's a lot of federal um, lenders, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, um, and, and a lot of life insurance companies that will do 10 year loans on that sort of, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now, your construction piece depends on your project. So uh, typically when we're underwriting construction, we want, we want to give you enough time to build the project and lease it up. Um, and then, and then usually have a year or so left for you to season the project and, and get it refinanced. Cause usually we're doing the construction piece and then, refinancing it with a a permanent lender so right. you uh, were frost typically hasn't been a considered a permanent lender although we do do some permanent lo- loans and when, when i say permanent it's misleading because uh, <laughs> permanent means anything more than five years right um so there's the construction and then there's the mini perm uh, which is the three to five year loan and then a permanent loan which is more than that your mini perm would would that be considered a a bridge loan or yes sort of it's a you know maybe you need an extra couple years to to lease it up a lot of our construction loans will have that kind of built in Mm-hmm. So we'll have a three-year term. Say, say, uh, yeah, the construction period, construction lease up takes three years, and then you know at the end of that three-year term, you might have a extension option, okay, for an additional year or two. That you know, as long as you hit certain um, metrics, that you can qualify for that extension option and get an extra two years mm-hmm. um, and then at that point is when you would be looking to refinance elsewhere for a permanent right. for a permanent yeah. yes so um and again that it depends every project is different you know um we've looked at some self some self-storage construction where there's 800 units and lease up takes you know, 24 to 36 months. Yeah. Um, so obviously that construction, that, that, that might have a, a, a four year construction piece with a one year extension option. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then vice versa, if it's a smaller project, it might have a, a two year um, primary term. And so That's the right. longer from the bank's perspective, the longer the term, the riskier, it is. And so we, we might require more equity if it's a four-year, five-year project. So not necessarily a, a rule, but mm-hmm. in general, the shorter the term, the, risk, the, the less risk for the bank. Right. Because in four years, who knows what's, what we're both going to be doing in four years. Right. Right. <laughs> or what the economy point. is going to be doing. Yeah, so, you're assuming that their performa is correct, and <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a long. There's just a lot of the the farther you go out, the more you're assuming. Yeah, that's a good point. So, 
So right. that's, uh, you know, Frost has been historically a more conservative lender. We, we and part of our um, core values is, is safe, sound assets. So for our depositors, we, you know, we want to be uh, good stewards of their money. Um, and so we've, we, we err on the shorter term, less risky uh, side, but, but that, that doesn't mean we, 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 we look at everything. So that's probably why you guys lasted over a hundred years. Yeah. I, I would take a, I would take a bet on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of history at Frost and, and, and we're, um, they do a good job of, uh, passing down, you know, lessons learned from the past. And um, so it's, I think we've got a really good credit culture is what we like to, to call it. Um, you know, I'm on the, on the, on the sales side. So uh, your typical bank has a, it's kind of split in half. You've got mm-hmm. your sales and production side, you know, your relationship managers, which that that's, that's me, but we also have, the credit side that's you know looking they're the ones with the final sign off on on these loans and um what i really liked about frost was that i actually started on the analyst side more focused on credit and what was going to be what what is required to make a project make Mm -hmm. sense um and then i transitioned to the other side Um, yeah you got the you got that background you know. the, yeah, and it's good to have that perspective, and, and not every bank does that. So a lot of banks just hire salespeople to go out there and and Sell loans. <laughs> yeah, see what you know, throw stuff against the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah. Um, so that's another uh, value add for Frost is that you know we just when I'm out there talking to somebody, I I really know what uh, and what to look for and what you know what Frost will. Will, will consider so it's right. it, right. it, it yeah. saves saves people a lot of time um and also adds some value definitely well you mentioned frost in their in their typical uh way of handling you know it's, it's a personal business obviously more risk adverse so how do you look at loan applications for we'll just say new construction you know, how do you interpret what's less risky versus more risky? What what catches your eye as a successful? What are the attributes of a successful loan application? Okay, so that's a that's a big question. So. No, yeah, it is, and I'll try and uh, I'll try and tackle that. So there's there's kind of two parts to every loan. There's there's your sponsor, so who is it that's that's doing this what's their track record do they will they personally guarantee it so and then what is their guarantee worth so we we like to know that our sponsors are personally invested so we um require a personal guarantee and so when whenever you're coming you need to be really invested in this project and and and, and that's that's often and as we underwrite it, that's our secondary source for repayment is that the, that sponsor. Right. Um, but, you know, we, we, we look at the project primarily. We want the project to be able to support its own debt. We want to know that the sponsor can support any deficiencies that the project might 
might incur. You know, like I said, three years, four years, it's a long time. Mm-hmm. So we need to have faith that the sponsor will will do what's required to support the project, um, has, has the capacity to support the project. Um, and a lot of the times, maybe the, the developer might not have that ability, but might have an investor that is willing to uh, mm-hmm. sign a guarantee. So that's, that's an important piece of the, of the puzzle. And um, just real quick, that guarantee, is that for 100% of the cost or... <laughs> Yeah, uh, t- it typically, <laughs> typically it's a full guarantee. Okay. Uh, so 100% of the loan amount. Now, um, that is negotiated in, sure. depending on, on the type of project. Um, there's, you know, there's some banks that will do no guarantee, which is mm-hmm. called a non-recourse loan. Right. Now, typically those have a much higher interest rate. Um, and it might not be as flexible on other terms. Mm-hmm. So uh, that comes down to, you know, your confidence in your project. Are you willing to go all in? Um, Cause the bank is going to be loaning a majority of the money um, typically. So we want to, we want to know that the sponsor is committed as well. Right. Um, so so that is negotiated sometimes um, when the project achieves stabilization or completion, the guarantee might reduce. So that is an area that, um, you know, depending, and this is all project specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all depends on, on what it is. Not all guarantees are, are burn off is what we call it or burn down. Right. Um, so typically when you're starting a relationship with a bank, you're going to be, I would plan on guaranteeing the note uh, for that first project. Cause a lot of, a lot of being able to get to that point is, is building a relationship. So seeing that you've done this before it worked well, you performed as, as agreed, that might be something that would be considered in, in subsequent deals. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, starting the relationship off, that the, I probably wouldn't try to negotiate that uh, unless you've got a considerable track record right. uh, that, that you can point to. Um, okay. So, but on the, on the project side, um, it's, it's important that you've done your homework, that you've looked at the market, that you've, um, you know, you know, you can you you can provide some information to support your pro forma. So you mm-hmm. might expect X Y Z tenants or this demographic, or you know whatever it is. But um, the more information you can provide to, to substantiate and back up your pro forma, the better. Right. Um, you never want the bank to have to go dig for more information. Uh, now we will on our own you typically yeah. we look at a developer's pro forma and then we uh we back it off a little bit because usually developers are pretty ambitious <laughs> i've never seen a developer that didn't think their project was the best thing in the world yeah, um, you got to be confident right yeah absolutely <laughs> and, and, and honestly if, if i if i ran into a developer that didn't think their project was the best thing in the world i'd be concerned so right uh but 
it's it, it yes we often will look at the pro forma and back it you know we might if you're underwriting five percent vacancy we might we will obviously look at the market and and we might back that off a, a hair mm-hmm. um just to kind of sensitize because like i said you know we don't know what's gonna happen in three years right so um you know a lot of people will base their pro forma on you know, trended rents is what we like to say <laughs> where, well, you know, we're getting $10 a foot today, but you know, rent's growing 5% a year. And in three years, it'll, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll be able to get 12 bucks a foot. A linear regression uh, that they think. <laughs> will, yeah. But so we, 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 we don't like to do that. That's uh, uh but we'll consider um, that in underwriting, but that's kind of the, you know, if I was going to, have your homework done on your project know know the market um and be able to explain why you think your product is a good idea Mm -hmm. Um, so those are kind of the two the two areas that we look at our our primary source of repayment is is the project so that's kind of we want to make sure that that works Um, but it's also important that you know our secondary source of repayment which is our guarantor has some strength Gotcha. That doesn't mean you need to have, if you're getting a $2 million loan, you need to have $2 million in the bank. Uh, but, uh, you know, have, have some. A net worth of $2 million? <laughs> have some capacity uh, yeah. to, to, to support the project. Gotcha. So, so. Um, that's a good point. And it kind of gets to my next question. How important is previous experience? If you're just starting sure. out. How do you, how do you show that? Uh, basically, is it your team, or, or, or what? I, I guess is how important is that? Yeah, no, past experience is 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 important, but it's not everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if uh, your team absolutely makes a difference. So if if uh, if you've got a, a good architect, and and and, and you can point to your your consultant uh, to your you know your team that's supporting you uh, in the process and you know we can look at uh, Jones Carter and, and know that hey they're a they're a great company and 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 we can look at their GC and uh, and say you know they they've followed through before um, you know that's that's definitely important mm-hmm. um, but you know I, I think that um, Having having a thorough knowledge of your the where your project's going to be and that you know that's where I that goes back to the do your homework and and know your project so um, you know if you can show that you've been looking at this um, for a while and you've been taking note of other projects in the area and you can you know, pick out your competition and uh, differentiate yourself. It's, you know, in, in, in school, I studied entrepreneurial management. It's, it's right. very much a entrepreneurial. So you, you yeah. just need to, to know that your business, how your business stands apart right. from the rest. Right. Uh, basically so if you've got a, if you've got a compelling, a yeah, if, you, yeah. if you've got a compelling argument uh, for your project, and um, and then you have a good team uh, that you know that certainly bodes well, and, and and we would definitely consider all that. It's it's not all about experience, but 
experience is uh, definitely priceless. Right. Uh, so. Right. Well, I'd love everybody to have, start somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Love to have a show where we just talk about writing a pro forma from a banker's standpoint. <laughs> if you're interested, <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be a fun show. <laughs> well, I guess let's get back to you now. So, what do you think has made you? successful there at frost so far you've been there for almost four years now mm -hmm. yeah you know i uh i really think i have i've been really fortunate and blessed to work with uh some great people that are very experienced have all you know are um willing to share um that's something i've really valued at frost is just the you know, every, every, everybody's open door, you know, I, uh, um, could walk into the regional president's office and, and, and ask for his opinion or his help on an issue. And my manager's always, uh, available. And it's, uh, that's been 90% of, of, <laughs> of my success is just the, the, the resources at hand. Um, and just the wealth of knowledge there. Um, I do think, you know, hard work and knowing, you know, being able to add value from the credit side and, and just knowing, trying to, I spend a fair amount of time trying to know what is going on in the industry um, and what, uh, you know, if I can add value to, you know, the, the, that developer that comes to me and says, here's my pro forma. Um, and, and being able to share, well, this is what we're seeing and because um, we want to partner with you and mm -hmm. uh, make the most of your project. Right. So it, it's been, you know, definitely hard work, but, but a lot of, uh, a lot of it I owe to my, uh, my, my team. Well, you also have to have the ability to know when you need to ask the question. Some people. That, that is so for. true. <laughs> that, that is so true. We, uh, there's a lot of, of younger guys in our office that, uh, that, that just, you know, it takes initiative. You've got to go and, and raise your hand mm -hmm. uh, for sure. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of opportunity out there if you just go ask. Yeah, definitely. So. I got one last question. Sure. <laughs> what, uh, have you gotten any sort of advice over the years that you just clung to that, uh, that has kind of, kind of spurred you forward? Um, yeah, you know, I, I think overall it's just, you know, keep your head down and keep working hard and good things will happen. Mm -hmm. uh, I found that true, you know, um, every, every point along the way when I wasn't sure what uh, the future would hold or yeah, just, just keep working hard. The, the biggest thing that, that's, that's helped me in my career is just keeping your head down uh, working hard, um, and the good things will come. So not necessarily being discouraged by what's immediately in front of me. Um, or, you know, there's a lot of times I haven't been able to see, you know, where, where is this going to go or where's the opportunity, but just keep working hard and, and things, uh, things will happen. Yeah. And, and that's how that's been true for me, uh, every step of the way. So definitely just keep working hard. There's no substitute for it. I People love notice and, and uh, an opportunity comes to those who, uh, who seek it out. Right. Right. There's not lucky people. There's just people that work hard and opportunities. 
to do it. Yeah, you know, you you make your luck, you know. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, Tony. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully, something I said made sense and get uh, give you a little bit of insight in, into what uh, what the lending part of this all looks like. But you know, your banker should be a should be a resource, and, and don't don't uh, know your stuff, but don't don't hesitate to ask questions, and because um, every project's different. <clears throat> yeah, well, I appreciate it. You have a good day. All right. Thanks, Matt.